Web3 with me is a discussion style podcast about the ins and outs of Web 3.0, hosted by Zach French, known as Off Edge in the verse. From crypto to NFTs, DAOs to DeFi, we cover the abstract philosophical promises and the new business models enabled in this new decentralized world. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or watch the show on YouTube. Thanks and enjoy. Zach French is a bar certified attorney and nothing expressed by Zach during Web3 with me shall be considered legal advice. All the opinions expressed by Zach and his guests are solely their own opinions. All content in Web3 with me is for informational purposes only. Zach and his podcast guests may maintain positions in the securities discussed during Web3 with me. Thanks so much for tuning in to Web3 with me. It is our mission here to educate, and we realize that some basics of Web3, like WTF is a digital wallet, might be helpful for you to know. We will be releasing a series of short videos on YouTube and Reels to help cover these high-level topics. We hope they're useful for us, and feel free to leave us feedback. My guests today are Chris Powell and David Edwards, the first show where I've had two guests at the same time. Christopher is an educator who has taught classes on topics such as blockchain, crypto, nodes, and NFTs. He has a strong background in technology with his bachelor's degree in physics and is certified in block degree as a blockchain advanced expert. When he's not teaching, he's working for Go Plugin, a decentralized Oracle-based company as a community contributor. David Edwards brings experience in coaching and consulting on blockchain and crypto for almost three years. David is passionate about teaching people about this technology and how people can take advantage while we are still early. In addition to crypto ed courses, he is the founder of criticalcomplex.com. LFG baby, let's start vibing. Welcome to the show for my first two guest show, uh, David and Chris. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Good, good. Awesome. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to do this interaction, and I'll assume that you guys, being co-founders in a way, will be able to interact with each other. Uh, so I'm still going to follow the same line of questioning. And the first question I always ask uh, is your founding story. So feel free, whoever wants to go first, to kind of talk about your founding story. And wh when I ask that question, I'm trying to figure out who you are as a person, not necessarily just Web3, right? Uh, how did you get to where you are? I want the audience to understand uh, who you are, what makes you, you. David, you, you want go to go first? first? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, so who I am is Critical Complex David. Um, I started in crypto around 2017, 2018. And from there, I just, um, you know, learned so much about finance and about community engagement. And since then, I've just developed a passion for uh, educating people about the technology. And so that's where our partnership starts. Me and Chris, you know, we're uh, developing a very finite uh, beginners uh, start starting point uh, educational course and community. And, you know, I'm known as Lefty Chris. I'm Christopher Powell. I started in 2000, December 2017 is when I started my crypto journey. I was still studying uh, physics at Georgia State. And while I was studying that, I learned about blockchain technology. Um, it wasn't even in the curriculum. I just learned it on my own, spent countless hours doing research, watching YouTube videos, uh, doing whatever I could. Um, I've since graduated in 2020 and I not only have done that, but I've made guides for various blockchain companies. I've, um, I've, I seem like I've done a lot of stuff, but currently I am creating this course with David and we're about three months in and I'm loving it. You know, it's really cool because we've taken courses and we've, talk classes, but not actually creating a course. I mean, that's a whole different ball game. We originally thought it was going to be much easier than what it is, but um, it's a different, it's a, it's a different beast of its own. Mm -hmm. And 
while I'm not doing that, I also work for a blockchain company called Go Plugin, where I teach individuals about oracles and blockchain nodes. Um, the company is very similar to Chainlink. It's just on a whole different blockchain. Gotcha. Gotcha. So David, just to double click a little bit, I know we got to hear you got your start in 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. What, what were you doing before that? Why, why did, why did crypto appeal to you? Why did web three appeal to you? Well, um, I originally, like I said before, I originally started as a stock trader. Well, I actually don't know if I mentioned that, but I started as a stock trader. So before trading, I was a full-time welder. I welded for about 11 years, maybe 12 years. Um, you know, different companies. I was like independent. And in, in that time, I, I was able to, I had the, the freedom to, you know, watch a lot of YouTube, listen to a lot of audio books. And so that's how I got interested in trading because I was like, I want to be able to control you know, how I, how I make money, you know, I figured if I can learn trading and kind of master it, you know, that was my original goal was to master trading. And so on my journey during welding, you know, working in welding, uh, I was doing a lot of research in and I was learning about stocks. And then a guy just came to me and he was like, Hey, uh, why are you trading stocks? Why don't you get into crypto? And I was like, what is crypto? So I looked into it and that's when I found out the market doesn't close. And that was like the original, that was like the initial like catalyst for me. Like, this is why I want to be here. I don't, I don't have a time limit. I don't have to wait for the market to open. So um, yeah, trading uh, crypto was how I started. And then from there, it's just learning about passive income, learning about staking, you know, and security and all that stuff just made it um, a whole worthwhile journey. And educating people has been a passion for me. You know, every time I share news or knowledge and it helps someone and, you know, they they advance, um, I, I feel great. I love it. That's awesome. So you get some fulfillment out of it. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and really, you're just seeking freedom, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. uh, freedom, freedom to be like your your own, determine your own outcomes, right? And mm -hmm. while it started in traditional equity markets, uh, it moved over to crypto because, hey, just like uh, just like wanting that freedom personally, you wanted the freedom to do it whenever you wanted as well. Mm -hmm. uh, which I mean, look, uh, Web three never sleeps, crypto never sleeps. Uh, it is worldwide. There are no borders per se. Um, other than, you know, regulatory wise. Um, but like in terms of when people participate, where they participate from, um, it, it, it really doesn't matter, right? Like never has an industry been started that way. And that's the way at mm -hmm. least I view Web3. I also, uh, I, I did not have a welding background, but I did have uh, multiple jobs where I would go on walks and constantly listen to podcasts, constantly listen to audiobooks. Just a really hyper curious person, as I call it. I don't know if that's actually a real world word, um, mm. but has translated into finding this space and just wanting to shout from the hilltops, this is the best, this is going to change the world, mm -hmm. but this is how you got to participate, right? And right now it is not frictionless, right? It takes a level of autonomy and technical know-how for the most part uh, that some people don't know and some people don't want to know. Mm -hmm. So how can you bridge that gap a little bit between understanding that there are a lot of really positive outcomes if you're willing to learn a little bit about you know how it works? Um, it's pretty awesome. So Chris, you, uh, I want to double click on yours a little bit. Um, you were a physics major. You were studying blockchain on your own. Um, what, what, what were the resources like then? I mean, now <laughs> it's like everybody's an educator. Everybody who is here is very passionate. You're evangelizing and stuff like that. But like, what, what were you, were you on like Reddit or, or what? <laughs> so I will say the first thing I ended up doing was I, I I'll admit I was into uh, an asset called XRP. That was the first one I ever bought. And I just started looking up what it was, who was companies that were affiliated with the blockchain. And Big then I started, going, <laughs> I started going into uh, YouTube pages, started looking into uh, some 
influencers and educators that talked about it a lot. And then once I started doing that, I ended up getting on Twitter, starting getting engaged with a lot of the community members, starting to express my opinions on um, about the asset or particular assets. Um, and then once I've done that and I grew, grew myself, I started to branch out into other communities and started to realize like, well, it, it's just, it's more to blockchain and crypto than just one asset. A lot of these uh, assets are going to work together uh, and, and multi-chain is inevitable. It's the future. So um, that's really the story of it all. Uh, but I will say the resources at first were minimal. Um, it really came up to YouTube and simply just being on Twitter uh, almost 20, 24 hours a day, just really like doing a lot of research and talking to individuals. How did, how did your physics studies help prepare you for this? Honestly, it really didn't. Uh, the, the scary thing about it is that, and I always tell people this, is that when I was finishing up uh, my major, I would ask some of my cohort, um, you know, have they heard of Bitcoin or have they heard of blockchain? And majority of them told me no. Uh, it was maybe like one or two people that stated that they heard of Bitcoin, but that was about it. And that was, I mean, that was somewhere around 2019, 2020, um, up until I graduated, December 2020. I only heard of a few people that actually knew about it. So that was very interesting. Uh, physics is known for being like the pioneers of technology, or at least one of, you know, besides engineers, you know, they're like the forefronts of technology. And to not know about this technology with something like physics is is, is kind of strange to me. But um, right now, you know, I'm kind of looking into how I could bridge the gap between uh, the actual major and uh, blockchain. And one of the cool things I'm learning is that a lot of physicists actually created the equations that you would use for the uh, stock or just any type of pattern, uh, just the stochastic nature or the uh, random nature of the market. Physicists created those equations, most of them. So. It's pretty interesting too, a bit there. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, the reason I asked the question and you and I had talked about this a little bit ahead of time was there is, I mean, mental models are all the rage right now, right? I think, you know, if you're, if you're learning, you're learning about mental models and frameworks. It's just, it's an easy way to process the world um, uh, or, or a, a useful way to process the world. I wouldn't say easy. It's hard to build up the mental models, but, um, phys a lot of them are rooted in physics, right? A lot of those rules, um, Richard Feynman comes to, comes to mind is like one of the, the forefathers of mental models, right? Um, mm. because those basic physics principles can be applied over time. The other thing that I see in other people that are of either been physicists or been physics majors or very interested in physics is that they tend to be able to think more in like a polymath kind of way, right? Like they, they tend to understand multidisciplinary uh, in the world in a multidisciplinary way. So they make connections that other people don't necessarily make, um, which yeah. is, is really cool. Um, but thanks for sharing that. I, I want to dive in a little bit to what you're both currently working on. I, I know uh, that the you launched your crypto ed courses recently. Um, other than the fact that you were already teaching and doing this and formalizing it, uh, what was the why uh, other than just general knowledge? What was the real why behind creating these crypto ed courses? I would say for me, the reason why we created Crypto Ed Courses is, again, David and I, we've known each other for about two years. And last year was a pivotal moment for both of us because we as educators first always wanted to put our, you know, put others before ourselves and really understanding the technology. But I don't, not only that, just being able to share our, our ideas and our thoughts as to 
why blockchain and Web3 is important. And what coincided with that was there was a, uh, a craze, a node craze, uh, like blockchain nodes. Uh, people were going crazy over them, trying to buy the next one and, and make so much uh, passive income from it. So we're both teaching individuals during the time, we were both teaching individuals about blockchain nodes and how they work. But then we also started to um, teach um, different discord communities and different groups and not together. This is kind of like, he's <laughs> doing his own thing. I'm doing my own thing. I'm teaching a discord group with 50 or so people inside. So we as educators, David and I were teaching in separate discords. We knew each other, but we were, you know, we weren't doing, we were doing our own thing. Uh, and so, but coincidentally, David and I, we were pretty close. We would, you know, talk on uh, on the phone or we would message each other. And, uh, you know, we both kind of had similar thought, like, wow, this is very draining to be teaching, uh, you know, classes for people with 20 or so people or more at a time. And so we both just had the idea of, well, why don't we make, why don't we make a course? And so we essentially just came together. It was just like, hey, like, let's, uh, let's structure this in a way to where it's easy for people to actually understand and also have fun. Yeah. Is there anything you want to right. add to that, David, about the, the why behind these crypto ed courses? Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I 100 percent agree with what Chris said. You know, um, it's 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 more, you know, to me, ultimately, it's it's the uh, idea that people people want this understanding. People want education, but ultimately people need this education. You know, like we know that this is the future of, you know, the internet and, you know, technology. And so that, with that said, it's not about what we want to give to people. It's more about what they actually need. And so that's why we, we started with complete beginners. You know, our goal is to uh, create a platform where complete beginners, someone who has no idea, but is interested could come and learn in a safe way, you know, with people who are uh, experienced. So the alt like like uh, back to the question the ultimate why is, uh, you know the fact that people actually need to understand this because it's just like um, you know back when Facebook first you know launched before Facebook there was Yahoo Messenger and there were other um, you know platforms social media platforms for people to connect but somehow Facebook was able to capture the majority of people. And, and now everyone needs Facebook in order to communicate. So they actually needed it when it first started, but they fell behind. And that's the same thing going on with cryptocurrency. I mean, if people wait until Bitcoin's a million dollars and then they're going to say, oh, yeah, this is real, then that's up to them. But the real, the real reality is that they actually need to learn this now. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's... Um... I don't know that the the idea that kept popping in my head when you were talking was uh, kind of the development of the iPod and the iPhone, where you know nobody at that in their right mind at that time was like, "I'm cool with my flip phone, man." Like you know, mm -hmm. like I can take pictures with it now. It's starting to get really good. No one thought that they could have a, a mini computer in their pocket, but they mm -hmm. Apple kind of had the foresight. Steve Jobs had the foresight to say, "You will need this," right? Um, and, and, and how it's progressed, who knows if, if anybody really saw those effects, right? It'd be second order effects, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's really cool. So you're, you're, you're trying to meet people where they are and, and empower them. It really sounds like you're trying to empower your crypto ed course, uh, students, your pupils, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. how, how are you thinking about, uh, how to reach the right people for this. Um, are you doing, what kind of marketing are you doing? Are you grassroots marketing or word of mouth? Um, you know, how are you getting to the people to tell them that they need this? Well, right now me and Chris both have collectively uh, over 27,000 followers on medias. So that is one of our, uh, you know, streams to, you know, tell people, hey, you have family and friends that want to learn 
Um, you know, we have a platform just for them. You know, uh, you won't have to spend the time trying to convince or educate them. You know, you can just send them our way. We have uh, courses for very affordable prices. We do assistance where we actually schedule meetings or or uh, uh, our community members could schedule meetings with us. And, you know, we'll assist them one on one with what they need, you know, from transfers to creating nodes to buying and selling crypto, whatever they need. Uh, and, and in that coaching session, they can, you know, actually get it recorded, um, you know, and eventually we'll get to the point where we um, create lessons for people. You know, you schedule a call and you tell us what you need and we'll create the lesson specifically for you. And so, yeah, that's um, yeah. Anything to add there, Chris? It's- I was going to say that, you know, right now, and keep in mind, too, is that crypto courses started literally three months ago. And so I will say that we haven't necessarily gone through uh, marketing per se just yet, but we're still building to make it to where we can go to individuals or we can reach out the best way we can to um, expand our business. What we've uh, actually have been thinking about doing is for for now we've have been doing word of mouth um i know i don't know if you knew maybe like two weeks ago i had went with marlon williams to morehouse for the immutable scholarship for the uh, program. For, for the audience um this was a connection that was not publicized on the episode yet uh we're all in atlanta um yeah. and uh marlon williams uh came to atlanta uh, what was it like now? It's been like eight months ago, probably uh, six, eight months ago. And and it started the Atlanta Blockchain Center, which is ultimately how we've met. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, so n- n- having that background with Marlon, you and Marlon were going to Morehouse uh, to do what? Yeah, so we, we were going to Morehouse to essentially just tell the, some of, you know, some of the students that they can actually empower themselves by learning more about blockchain and and cryptocurrency and if they're able to basically follow the requirements of the immutable scholars program then they can receive um a scholarship and so i went up there with him and i helped him um give out flyers and also gave out um our little flyer i don't know if you can see it i know the (laughs) there we go that's okay. I can actually pull up a, if you send me a, a visual afterwards, we can actually pull it up so that the whole screen can show it. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I went and um, handed out flyers and it was really fun. It was, a, I would say it was a success. Uh, Marlon, he had about 75 or 80 flyers. I had about 30 or so myself. It was last minute, I will admit. But we actually still made the flyers and I was able to give out about 20 or so of the flyers and the rest, some of them are still at the Atlanta Blockchain Center. Um, so that was cool, you know, just had a blast and we just love doing what we're doing. Yeah, it just sounds like you really got this kind of this opportunity to enable so many people and inform them. I mean, I think outside of Web3, there are tremendous opportunities outside of a traditional path, right? Like I'm going to maybe go graduate with a major and go get a job in that major, or go get a master's or go get it, you know, go get a professional degree. Like there are other routes because of technology. Now this technology presents a very, very unique opportunity. Yeah. That's a very interesting point you just made, because when you said that, I thought about um, the fact that, you know, what you just said, there are other outlets that are off chain, right? There are other opportunities. There's college. You can go get a major, but um, what, from where we stand and what we, what we, we see and what we believe eventually all of that is going to be connected to the blockchain somehow when it comes to education, globally, information, data gathering, anything in that nature will eventually be involved with the blockchain. And so with blockchain and back to what you said earlier about Web3 being everywhere and everything uh, with the blockchain, that just gives more students who are going to college for their master's and going for their degrees, the opportunity to become an innovator and become a creator and, you know, make their own lane with their skill. 
you know, that's what the blockchain allows. You know, people can eventually create their own tokens, their own NFT collection based on the education that they have. Yeah, it's it's autonomy, ultimately. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the very big advantages of it is that you you can own the relationship how, however you build that relationship whether it's nodes or crypto or nft mm -hmm. collections you can own that relationship yourself right uh and the, the other really cool part is that you can oh you you don't have to have a bank account necessarily right mm -hmm. like there are certain constraints around getting to fiat but there are certain uh enablers that allow you to transact in cryptocurrency now um, so it's just, it's just that freedom, that level of freedom and, and, and kind of like the idea that anybody can play, right? Yeah. There's no, if, if you're willing to take the time to, uh, go get an immutable scholarship or to go to the crypto ed courses or just do your own research really diligently, right? Um, you can kind of create your own future. You could create generational wealth for the first time without relying really on a ton of third parties. Exactly. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So what I know that it's brand new. I, I know that feeling. I left my job uh, as in-house counsel at a software company in February to focus on Web3, not even specifically knowing what I was going to do, but knowing that I wanted to educate the world about it. Uh, I started this podcast, bias towards action, right? Get guests, record, do the thing, publish, right? So I'm very familiar with the stage you're in now. Let me ask you this, though, in terms of like a, a thought experiment, where is crypto ed courses in a year if everything goes well? What kind of brand is it? What does it mean to people? Crypto ed courses should become a platform where anyone in the world can come, whether they speak a foreign language outside of the languages me and Chris speak. Um, you know, it should be affordable for everyone. We plan on building a community of people that can learn and eventually become tutors and share knowledge with other people and just continue to grow the community. Um, you know, and also we're going to have a insiders club where we do exclusive, um, you know, live sessions and live AMAs with uh, company founders, not just ourselves. We'll be bringing in uh, founders from other companies and things like that. So in a year from now, I would say, uh, you know, I would expect us uh, to uh, grow into that place where anyone can come. You know, it's right now, everyone, you can see it and a lot of other people can see it that me and Chris has what it takes to educate a massive amount of people because we, we love it and we understand it. Sounds like you built quite a following because you're good at it too. Yeah, I mean, that's what it came from. Like at first, I didn't even believe in myself. And then other influencers started saying, hey, dude, why don't you do this? Why don't you make content? And I was like, what? I was like, why would I be watching you? I but, love that. That's product and, market <laughs> fit. That's, that is product market fit, folks. The market is pulling David into this, right? Right, exactly. Yes. I had the same experience. I mean, I know last year, uh, you know, I just started my YouTube channel this year in January, and I was not going to make a YouTube channel, honestly. But I had too many. I had way too many individuals tell me, "Hey, uh, you should have a YouTube channel. Like, I want to learn more from you." And so it actually got to the point where I remember last year around this time, I think I had around like seven thousand followers, and I told people, "Look." I'll make a channel, but you got to, I'll make a channel at 10,000 followers. How about that? And I know that in one day, my Twitter followers went up by a thousand in <laughs> one day because everyone was trying to get me to make a channel. And so eventually it did hit, um, you know, in January, uh, it hit. And then from there, just started making content. But a year from now, I can see crypto ed courses being a household name. Honestly, I really believe that with what we have, we can make it a household name to where people are, they feel comfortable to come to us and feel comfortable to come to our company to want to learn. And these are for individuals that are, you know, 
still kind of questioning if they should actually jump in. But I, I would say that we make it to where anyone around the world will be open to uh, coming to our platform. And, uh, you know, we're, we actually just today, we just talked about adding uh, different languages to our platform. So like David said, starting with English, we're more than likely going to go into Spanish and then we're going to branch out, probably do um, uh, Chinese and maybe Japanese and then continue to branch out. But I can see it being a household name, but it also just depends on how hard and how uh, determined we are as you know, this duo to make this happen. I love that. I love that. In a world that is remote first, where there is no borders, where it doesn't turn off, right? You can meet people and form relationships with them solely based off the words they're typing on a screen, mm -hmm. right? You have no idea what they look like. You have no idea where they came from. You have no idea what they sound like even. How do they speak, right? Uh, do they have an accent? I don't know, right? But what that does by forming a relationship from that first is it makes it to me more authentic, right? You're forming a relationship solely off that shared interest in what you are communicating, ideally, right? There's some bad actors out there, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but then after you form that authentic relationship on online communications, when you meet someone via video for the first time and then in real life for the first time, it's like this like feeling, this urge of like almost like love, right? Like where you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is really happening. The legend. The legend himself. You know, it's, I mean, I just remember going to NFT NYC and meeting these people. I'm very involved in the PAC community. PAC's a crypto artist for the, for the audience out there. Um, and I'm in all these different adjacent PAC-based communities. And I went to this meetup. And it was like instant hugs and love. It was just like, man, I can't believe I'm meeting you for the first time. And I don't know. Have you guys had any experiences like that? Um, something like that, but outside of crypto. Um, I haven't, I, I, let me see who have I met from crypto. I don't think I've met anybody I know from the crypto base, you know, but I definitely plan on meeting with Chris. You know, we have to, you know, we plan on hosting events and things like that in the future. So that's where I, that's what I missed when you said a year from now. A year from now, we should be hosting events and going places and, you know, talking to people in colleges and things like that. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I get it. I, I don't think I've met anyone from the crypto. I've met people like uh, so I met about a year ago. I met Damon, Damian Wayans. He's um. He's one of the Wayans brothers. I don't know if you know who that is. But yeah, of course. Yeah, Damien, I met him, and he has an interest in crypto and blockchain. So hmm. um, he uh, invited me to Miami because they was doing a, a crypto event out there. Him and his uncle, Marlon Wayans, uh, <laughs> the one that was just on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, so I flew up there, and I met with them, and we was at this big crypto event. And uh, it was crazy. It was a big, crazy event. Uh, learned some things, you know, and it was a pretty cool experience. And so that was like the only real crypto experience where I actually met people in real life. And they were oh, wait, celebrities. They, but you did meet Colin Pate. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did. Yeah. I met the founder you of Pre Research. The research on, you got the shirt on. You met Colin Pate. <laughs> he gave me the shirt. He gave yeah. me the shirt. So he oh, met him. I'm so sorry, Colin. He met, he met Colin Pate. And my, my uh, official no guide is on Pre Research's page. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, that's so that's pretty awesome. It's kind of crazy coincidences with those two. So maybe you haven't met a ton of people in person. What about the friends that you have made, though, um, on Twitter? You've got this following. You've got people, I'm sure, that you're DMing with. you got people in Discord groups that you spend a lot of time with that you've educated in the past. Have you noticed anything? Like, what, what are, like, the unique parts of those relationships uh, that you're forming solely from typing? right? Like digital interactions. I guess I'll go first. Um, so one thing I can say I've noticed is that there are quite a few people I will say I've 
created such a bond with without even having to really meet them. Um, you know, if I'm discussing, it seemed like if I'm discussing something or if I'm talking about something, um, individuals actually do engage and, and, and want to engage with whatever I'm talking about. Um, I know that if it, it just seemed like more, it's more recent to, uh, you know, the company I work for, Go Plug In. You know, if I'm mentioning any announcements or anything of that nature, uh, people are quick to, you know, either retweet or want to, uh, you know, understand what's going on here, which I have to basically explain in further detail as to what's going on. But um, the engagement, I, I feel like it's very genuine. Um, you know, a lot of the individuals that I actually talk to on Twitter, sometimes I actually talk to them on Discord as well, because it's, it's so interesting. Like, you just meet people and then they go to different, like, different, like, blockchain companies and you end up meeting them on Discord and stuff too, or Telegram. It's like, whoa, like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> but, <it's, laughs> but that does happen. That happens a lot. It's so, it's cool, but it's, you know, it's funny too. That happened with me and Marlon, by the way. Really? Uh, yeah, I cold DM'd him on LinkedIn because that was where I found him. Uh, it, there was an article in the Atlanta Business Chronicle. Um, and <laughs> I wrote him a few times. We were going back and forth. He was telling me about the opening, gave me the invite. And then I got the Discord link. And I went in the Discord. Well, on LinkedIn, I'm Zach French. Uh, and on Discord, I'm Off Edge. That's my pseudonym. Uh, and so we started talking and I'm like, yeah, like love what they're doing here. He's like, yeah, my name's Marlon, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Marlon, it's Zach French. <laughs> and it was just kind of like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> he's the bar chef uh, and, and, and I'm off edge. So it's kind of like, what, what, what are we doing here? You know, like yeah. I actually did a whole thread and feel free to riff on this pseudonymity anonymity topic if you want uh a whole thread on why i changed my twitter name back from off edge to zach french um because i just you know there were multiple reasons obviously it's outlined and it's, it's pinned tweet right now and like it's just there is certain instances in my opinion there's a spectrum of anonymity and pseudonymity where it makes sense right um, which is, you know, a lot of the, the use cases that come to mind are, Hey, I have a, I'm a very high profile person in another industry and people know who I am. And so I don't want the preconceived notions from that industry affecting who I am in crypto Twitter. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other is also bad actors, right. Which is obviously what gets the most media attention. But for Ooh. me, it was like, I just did it because other people were doing it. Right. I, I literally like I did I like everybody had a pseudonym or they were anonymous. So I was like, I gotta have one. I gotta have one. And so I came up with this elaborate why as to why I was off edge. But I cut you off, David. What'd you want to add there about anonymity and pseudonymity? I was gonna say, well, it, it's a there's a, a magic that exists between, you know, not getting the whole person up front. You know what I mean? Like there's a magic that exists there. And you don't want to ruin that magic. You know, you'll have um, crazy respect for someone. And the more you get to know them and be around them, you know, that magic starts to die away. So that's why that's where I think I'm touching on the point you made about pseudonymity and anonymity having like this, like where it actually works together in a way on crypto Twitter, you know, and. I mean, I think that was birthed from the idea of no one knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is. Billionaires are safe with you blockchain and storing their value there, and they still don't know who created it. That's what creates the edge of, uh, you know, that that not knowing who this is. Okay, you know. Yeah, I agree with that, and I also think it has a lot to do with the fact that you are what you own. Right. And what, what I mean by that is like you have this wallet, right, that has all this stuff in it and it doesn't matter what your name is. Right. Your mm -hmm. identity is is what you've done on the blockchain. Right. Mm -hmm. um, which is a whole nother industry that I think will be thriving over the next couple of years is to see how people can take the data that is publicly available on the blockchain and start building better products and services for those people based on those interests. 
I think the obvious use cases are token gated uh, commerce, right? A lot of people are into that. Like if you own X PFP, then you should be interested in X brand. Um, and we're only going to open, you know, this limited drop for the brand. Um, and then there's sports and entertainment and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, 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 it's more authentic, which is kind of weird to say, right? Like <laughs> it's more it's, authentic. It's more for- community oriented. It's more the people takes back the power, but re- like for real, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's not like this gimmick or an illusion. It's real because uh, Bitcoin set the marker, you know, it set the trend, like decentralization works. People control uh, a monetary system. No one person has to control it. We don't have to deal with um, money printer, which creates unlimited uh, versions of this this thing, you know? Yeah. So that's what changes the narrative, you know? Anything to add there, Chris? Uh, so I just think that it's just really cool. You know, it's like, I mean, I've, I've been, people people already know who I am regardless. So it's like, I, I couldn't, I can hold water, but it's like, at the same time, I was just like, well, my face kind of already out there. So it's nothing for me to hide. You got a YouTube channel, unless it's like That's, one of the dry erase kind of things. <laughs> that too, you know? And so it's like, it's. It's really hard for me to actually try to hide anything, but that's the thing about it. I think that's the reason why a lot of people, uh, you know, actually engage and follow me is because of the fact that I don't have anything to hide, you know, and I, I, I typically, you know, especially now with my name following such a company like Crypto Ed Courses, I, I believe in integrity, you know, and, 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 and honesty, you know, and, and, and just fool around being respectful. You know, and so it's just like I wouldn't want, you know, I treat people the way others are treated, you know, and I think that's one of the things to kind of also think about, too. You know, I wouldn't want anyone to hack my MetaMask and steal my stuff. You know, why would I want to do that to anyone else? You know, that's just, you know, just an example. But it's just like there's so many bad actors and so many people that they just you know, keep themselves um, anonymous. And I figured, well, I have nothing to hide nor prove. I can, you know, show my face and be comfortable with it, you know, because my actions, you know, I'm responsible for my own actions. So it's like, at the end of the day, if, if it was something that I did wrong, then yeah, I'm the one to blame for it. So just That's trying it. to put it all out there. Yeah, listen, you're owning it, right? Um, which is, is part of this, right? Like that ownership, like it goes both ways. There is the, yeah, I get to own my assets, but what comes with that? Like what comes with those actions being publicly available to it, to everybody else and, and, and really like truly owning your own, I, a personal brand for the first time. Right. Yeah. Which is, which is really cool. I want to, I want to close out the conversation on your vision for crypto ed courses. If you have anything to add uh, about your philosophy behind the course or um, where you see it going or anything like that. um, I wanted to to give you an opportunity to kind of give some closure there since we kind of went off topic for a second. Oh yeah. Well, the, the ultimate goal is to, um, you know, go from web two to web three. So right now we're working on with web three technology. We're, you know, building out our website.com and, you know, storing everything on cloud servers and things like that. But eventually we plan to uh, uh, embed our own crypto token into our platform um, you know, that's just a plan that's in the works right now or, or in writing, but it's not nothing that's set in stone. So it's not a guarantee. But uh, our plan is to eventually have a place where people can not only learn, but they can earn while they learn. Um, you know, using your time and education, your time for education to actually get crypto while you're learning. And, and, and also the same with NFTs, because we're going to cover NFT education also. And, you know, uh, allowing the, the students or our community, I don't want to call them students or customers, they're our community, uh, to uh, actually get NFTs. You know, what's better than hands-on learning, right? You, you, you're learning about 
to actually getting crypto while you're learning. So that is what I envision we will eventually evolve into. Nice. Anything to add there, Chris? Sure. So I would say the whole philosophy of crypto courses, I mean, one of our slogans is crypto courses, get the knowledge you need to dominate the future. Well, we know that the future is moving and migrating to this technology and it will be beneficial for individuals to take upon that next step to act, you know, actually learning this because the further we get to learning about blockchain technology, um, if you're not really looking into this, you may get left behind. And you know, you're, you, you're essentially missing out on potential business, uh, benefits and not just financially, you know, blockchain goes even further beyond finance, you know, it, but it, it reaches to a span where it could help and foster opportunity and innovation for in, individuals that want to uh, learn about this technology. So I see crypto ed courses helping to foster and improve the relations between us as the educators, as uh, towards the community members, you know, the students. Um, and so that's why we mentioned that we want to take um, students from zero to hero with learning the basics of blockchain and crypto. Zero to hero sounds like a good episode title. Um, <laughs> Well, Transformation. Yeah, there you go. I, I appreciate all this. I um, It's very near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm attempting to do the same thing in a different way. Um, you know, just trying to get the world, you know, make, make people aware of like the legitimate side of this and addressing this perception problem in a way that shows people what Web3 can do, right? Um, that's why I talk to so many different people from so many different backgrounds in Web3 because... I feel like I said earlier that it's going to apply to almost everything in some way. Is it going to, is it going to work in every way? No, but there's a lot of stuff that can be improved using blockchain technology, distributed ledger technology, and a lot more inclusivity that can be brought to people because they can have this level of ownership and control over their assets, over their identity, over, over what they do. Um, I just see it as, as enabling people so much more authentically, but we got to figure out how to get there. Right. Um, so, well, yeah, let me say let me say this right quick and maybe you can use this. Um, you know, there is a company that me and Chris just uh, partnered with or co-branded with called Canafox. Right. And Canafox is basically a company that grows cannabis in Thailand and, and it's 100 percent legal in Thailand. So think about this. This is how they're using blockchain technology to evolve the world, right? Canafox is taking their containers where they grow their cannabis and they're distributing the ownership of that container in, in the form of NFTs. So when people buy the NFTs, they own a percentage of that, that canister or that. And so when they sell the cannabis to uh, companies, the rewards that the money that comes from that is what's used to reward the NFT holders. Simple as that, you know, just something, I just gave you a simple example of how blockchain is revolutionizing things outside of just data gathering, you know, like they were able to take something that they are professionals in and break it down into NFTs and allow people to get true ownership without having to fill out all this paperwork, smart contract, right? Just like smartphone, smart car, smart contract like cut out all the the extra work and just say click a piece of that yeah it's it's like taking crowdfunding to the next level right exactly um being being able to raise capital in unique ways now with that comes a lot of considerations uh but you know that's what we have these companies for there's got to be someone that is willing to take that risk and uh and try it out so that, that is a really cool example um i have two traditional closing questions that i always ask um and i'll let you guys answer in a moment um whatever order you two want um but um the first one is uh how do you describe web3 you gonna go i love this question <laughs> sure i'll let you go first 
I describe Web3 as the future of the internet. Web3 is basically what's happening now, okay? When we got Web1, the internet was just basically, uh, you know, pictures and words, you know, graphics. Then it became uh, Web2 where we have messaging, you know, um, people could actually send emails to each other. People can record videos and upload them. Like this wasn't possible in Web1 when the computer was first created. So now you have Web2 and then we're going into Web3 where real money is involved. So I could connect my bank account to any uh, platform on the internet and use it, but it's being done in a centralized manner. And I don't control that. I don't control my money. I don't control either party. I'm the fourth party out of the third and the second and the first party, right? So that's where uh, Web3 comes in at. It's like data ownership. Instead of Google controlling all of your data and making money off of it, because data is oil, literally like oil. Uh, if you struck oil, would you let a company take it? No, your data is oil. So the information you have and the things you do online could be used to be monetized now with Web3. You know, you have search and earn, you have play and earn, you have watch and earn, listen and earn, all these different things that are coming about because of the blockchain. The blockchain is the missing part of the internet. It's the part that makes it to where we all have a say-so of, of what happens, you know, um, to actually control my money and being able to get involved with a project that's in Thailand because I decided to without having to fly there and fill out paperwork and get a shot and all that stuff. That is what Web3 is. I love that. Okay, so I guess I have to go. <laughs> you got to follow um, that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's hard to follow. So, I will say, you know, besides what David said, because that was a really great example, for me, Web3 is a second chance. You know, one of the things to consider is that, yeah, with Web1, you just have read, Web2, read and write, read and write, and then Web3, read, write, and then exchange of value with, you know, in the internet. But it gives people a second chance to actually be able to take in data and monetization and really have some ownership, have some say-so in what goes on with um, whatever comes along the way with, uh, in regards to companies or uh, different brands. You know, I, I believe that with having that second chance of actually having that ownership, you're, you're, ba you're you have a say-so, you know, you have a say-so and you, no one feels like they're, uh, you know, not included in some type of way. You're like everyone has the right to be able to make decisions and have control of whatever they do. Nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I, I do. I hear common themes. I ask this question to every guest and I actually compile all the answers in a single playlist because while the common theme of ownership and exchange of value is there, the way that it's described, it'll hit with some people when it's described one way, it'll hit with some people when it's described in another way. Second chance is 100% uh, the first time I've, I've heard that. I love that. I love that. So my traditional closing question is forward looking. Um, where do you see yourself and Web3 as an industry in the next six to 12 months? And then where do you see yourself and Web3 in the next five to 10 years and be as audacious as you want with the five to 10 years. I, <laughs> trust me, I've heard people's faces melting off because of an NFT drop. So you know, <laughs> say what you got to say. <laughs> so I would say six, six to 12 months. Um, for sure, I'll still be working with Go Plugin. I'll still be teaching individuals about oracles and knowing that it's not always just Chainlink. You know, there are other Oracle platforms and, and companies that actually teaches about Oracles and what they can do and what they can offer. Uh, so I'll still be doing that. And then, um, you know, I'll also still be building on crypto ed courses. Um, I know that David and I are powerhouse together and we're capable of really doing anything, uh, just 
being able to set our minds to it and really focusing on what we have going on. Um, now for five to 10 years, you know, uh, first thing I would say is hopefully I am still alive um, in which, you know, <laughs> if so, I would say that, and I suppose you said I could be as audacious as possible. Um, I suspect for myself, I'll be multimillionaire. I, I, I'm confident that um, I have what it takes to be uh, multimillionaire, and not just from crypto at courses, but just from uh, everything I do with uh, blockchain technology. Um, you know, it's going to take some grinding and some diligence, but I know that I have what it takes to make it happen and also still educating people. So what about the industry? Um, as far as the industry, um, with blockchain and distributed ledger technology, definitely multi-chain. Um, I know that's inevitable now, as far as, uh, certain assets, like, like, for example, Bitcoin, um, not sure, but I really hope that it still continues on. Um, as far as, you know, blockchain in, in general, I think that with the rise of uh, CBDCs and or central bank digital currencies uh, and, you know, just the introductory talk about them, I think that they're going to be more mainstream more individuals are probably going to be using those assets. Um, but I can see blockchain and distributed ledger really taking over uh, five to 10 years from now. Cool. Thank you. What about you, David? Six to 12 months for you in the industry and five to 10 years for you in the industry. <clears throat> Web three. Okay. So in six to 12 months in Web3, uh, I'll still be here. I'll still be investing. I'll still be researching and educating. So uh, six to 12 months, I don't see much changing. Uh, as far as me being in Web3, uh, we're trying to build our platform out right now. It's a uh, Web3, Web2 centric. And, you know, we, we want to build it up to the point where it's more decentralized, more IPFS, more, uh, you know, learn to earn a place where people can actually uh, not only uh, learn, but get it hands on learning. So where do I see us or myself in Web3 in five years? Um, I could simplify all that in one answer. The metaverse. <laughs> I'll be in the metaverse. Not all the time, of course. But I mean, I understand that there's going to be a lot of building there, a lot of entertainment there. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be interested in that world. Um, and so just imagine what comes next. You know, there's these companies that are building out metaverses and they're partnering with real fashion companies like Gucci and Nike and things. And they're going to produce NFTs of clothes that you get. And that's how you're going to be able to be unique in the metaverse. And it's it's proven itself already with the NFT phase. The fact that people just want a personal image that's theirs and they own it and it, it's on the blockchain. Um, just that right there lets me know that that is just going to evolve even more inside the metaverse. That's my awesome. answer. Awesome. Well, a great way to close. Um, this has been a great first episode with two guests. Uh, <laughs> learn, learning how to, to moderate, like I moderated a panel at ABC a few weeks ago and yeah, making sure good. That, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I had to say, I really enjoyed it. Um, maybe I got a career in, 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 in that sense. Um, but, you know, I, I've, I've enjoyed getting to know both of you. Uh, David, we had never met before. This is the first time I've ever had a guest on where I haven't talked to them ever. Right. Uh, that's cool. Though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like in, in some ways, it's been really, really, really awesome. I think that like you get like genuine, the most genuine curiosity comes when you meet a person the first time. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been really cool. And it's been cool to see how you guys have worked together like you. It's very unique to Web3 uh, and usually only reserved for like devs to be able to hold down the fort at a full time job and then start side projects and be public about side projects and have that company be cool with it. Right. Like that. That's not something that has traditionally been OK, but it's very much the ethos of Web3. 
Uh, and, and now it's enabling people that just want to educate to do things like that rather than just like programming on the side for certain, you know, requests on GitHub or what have you. So yeah. it's been awesome guys. I can't wait to follow the crypto ed courses, uh, as you, as you grow, um, and, and for, for the audience, uh, that is watching, uh, behind their heads or, or are the, is the, I assume the crypto ed courses, uh, <laughs> logo, there it goes. I do it a lot with mine where I'm like, mm, you know, um, but yeah, no, this has been great. And, uh, I look forward to, uh, to following you and, uh, seeing what you do next. Man, I appreciate yep. you for having us on, man. This was a, a excellent conversation and I'm always down to sit down and, talk with people about the future of technology because um, it's rewarding in itself, just educating people and knowing that you, you're telling them about something good. And the idea that there could be so many new innovative ideas out there in people's mind, and this may be the missing piece, you know, and it's, it's a lot easier to get started. And as you mentioned earlier, crowdfunding and things like that, when you have a unique talent, in, in the web free space. Thanks for tuning in to web three with me. If you enjoyed the show and want to help us grow, please hit the subscribe button on YouTube or leave us a review on Apple podcasts or Spotify. If you want to connect with me personally, you can find me on Twitter at Zach underscore French underscore.